Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. goes well how does it how does it go with you oh it's a beautiful rainy and cloudy day here in minneapolis minnesota well st paul really when you said st paul we were aki and i were texting earlier and i said where are you and you said st paul and i just nodded because i couldn't be bothered to look it up on a map and i didn't know where it was so thank you for clarifying and providing me some some more geographical knowledge of this great country minnesota the midwest central time don't you know central time yes and here we are again for another episode of Set Phases Lower Decks. We'll always have Tom Paris. We'll always have Tom Paris. Today's star date is star date three two three eight two seven point four. Lower Decks season two, episode three. We'll always have Tom Paris. I thought Tom Paris was going to feature more heavily in this episode. I did too. But I didn't mind his small. I was like, oh, this is going to be all Parisy, but it's cool. They got a little cameo. Yeah. What's his tush? So what's his tush? I love that this has been one of your recurring words. What's his tush? Yes, I think I, I think I picked it up from someone in the band. It's very, <laughs> it's very fun. It's better than what's his face or what's his name. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yes, we got we have plenty. It was a, a great episode. I things are still, they're taking it nice and slow, nice mm. and slow. Yeah. Uh, shall we? Um, Get into it. Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Let's run it down. Let's run it down then. So we start with our cold open. Boimler basically being welcomed back by Ransom. And he's so glad to be back on the Cerritos. However, as he approaches the, uh, what do you call it? The replicator. Uh, he's not recognized by the computer. So he can't order his food. There's a line forming behind him. People are getting upset. There's nothing he can do about it. It won't recognize him. Meanwhile, Tendi and Marin are having a meal, and Tendi's rushing through the meal because she's upset that she got passed over by Dr. Tiana for a promotion. Someone else got promoted, so she's worried about showing Dr. Tiana what she can do and proving that she's worthy. And basically just being the people pleaser that Tendi is. Uh, uh, Rutherford is also eating. Uh, Tendi takes off because she's basically running off to go impress her boss. And as he and Marin are eating, they see uh, Shax alive and at the replicator. But, 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 but. He died. Shaq's died. We gave him a who died. Yeah, we gave him the old uh, faith of the heart. He exploded. We saluted him off into the night. But yeah, there he is at the food replicator asking for food. Rutherford, like us, is surprised. Mariner, however, not that blown away. She says, bridge officers always come back. Rutherford's like, but how? But why? What did they say? And Mariner says, you shouldn't ask. 
They don't tell lower deck stuff, uh, lower decks people that kind of stuff. It just happens with your bridge crew. You die, you come back, it happens. Uh, and then uh, as a stinger for that part, Boimler finally gets the ship to give him something, and it's a bonsai tree, uh, which obviously he can't eat. Okay, so we go to sick bay. Den- Tendi's over there just overachieving. She's been cleaning all the bow beds. Dr. Tiana calls her in and <clears throat> looks very disturbed and basically says, I need you to go down to uh, Qualar 2 and pick up a thing. It's a family heirloom. This is a personal mission. It's private. I need you to do it right away. And, Tien- and Tendi is only too glad to follow up on this mission for her boss, prove herself. Meanwhile, uh, Boimler is super excited that he's going to go meet Tom Paris because Tom Paris is apparently on the ship today. And Boimler has uh, signature plates of every, of like Voyager plates <laughs> of everyone on the crew. And he's hoping to go meet Tom Paris, say he's a big fan, and get them signed. And he calls Voyager Voy, which is hilarious because that's what he calls Voy. I thought plates was a weird touch because why plates are not like game cards or something? Uh, I think it's because. In the 90s, it's certainly I remember this. I think my dad still has a few. That's what you would get. You would get a commemorative plate <laughs> oh, really? of your favorite Star Trek person. <laughs> like, uh, you'd get like a oh. little figurine of Picard and an Enterprise, yeah, yeah, yeah. a commemorative plate. And they look like the plates he Got had. It. It's too small to eat, like salad sized plates, very highly decorated, and a picture of the person in the middle. Just truly ridiculous it was the 90s we bought things such an odd concept isn't it though yeah let me get a plate but, i mean we still buy things we buy t-shirts of things and... it's true but i feel like a t-shirt is completely reasonable even a mug wink is a great addition to add if you're a fan <laughs> of something a plate is super weird because you can't carry a plate around you gotta eat off of it to show people what it is and it's then it's like you have dirty pasta left on the plate anyway he has plates it's boimler it makes sense he's got them in like a little plate suitcase uh rutherford is still freaked out about shacks and he wants to figure out what's going on and both boimler and mariner try to say listen don't think about it too hard they don't like it when you ask there's a bunch of different ways people can come back from the dead and they basically list off a half bajillion things from all the star treks of ways to come back Mm. uh Mirror Universe stuff, Borgs, Genesis devices, so on and so forth. Uh, Boimler goes to try and get to to see Paris, and he can't even get out the doors because the computer is still having trouble recognizing him. Uh, meanwhile, Tendi shows up and invites Mariner to go on this mission with her. And they're like, this is sweet, because they usually team up, the four of them team up in the other way. It's usually like Mariner, Boimler, and Tendi and Rutherford. And now they're like, sweet, let's go do this together. Girls trip, they keep calling it. Uh, Boimler is, is meanwhile, almost gotten to Paris, but he can't get through these last doors to get into, I think, the turbo lift to get to the bridge. Jet shows up, and he offers to help, but Boimler does not accept, so Jet goes through without Boimler, and Boimler decides to jump into some Jeffrey's tubes and climb his way to the bridge. He'll show the ship, and I'm sure that's going to work out great. Mariner and Tendi, they arrive on Qualar 2, uh, they basically Mariner does what Mariner does. They like get there and they have a simple thing to do. And Mariner's like, you know what we should do before we do that? We should party here in Quilar. They have great stuff. I think she talks about like smoothies or something. <laughs> so, and they're like, it's a family heirloom. There's no rush. And Tendi's like, all right, I guess we can hang out for a bit and then get the heirloom and then head back to the ship. So they do that. 
they go to the like reclamation storage area and Tendi hits it off with the person who's basically working the desk over the uh, <laughs> Klingon acid punk music. Uh, a band called Grethor, Grethor Paradise, Grethor's Paradise, singing Jigtal. And they're talking about how sweet and awesome the super badass Klingon punk, acid punk music is. And Mariner's like, wow, I didn't know you were into acid punk. And, and Tandy's like, totally, this is what I'm all about. I talk about it all the time. And Mariner's like, I guess I didn't know that. Anyway, they bring out the heirloom for Tiana. It's a huge crate, like person-sized. They get it to the shuttle. Mariner's like, let's take a peek. Tendy's like, I don't know if we should. Mariner's like, come on, we'll take a little peek. No, no, no. They decide to take a, quote, girl's peek. <laughs> they look inside. It's a giant statue. Mariner doesn't get it. And Tendy goes, oh, no, this is a Cation libido post. It seems very similar to the Kalesh uh, fornication helmet. <laughs> Same joke construction. Mm. We're just going through with all types of sex objects for all different species. All the sex objects, which also is very Star Trek. There was like, oh, Pon Far, he's got the Klingon hormone thing is happening. Yes. So this is what's happening to Dr. Tiana. Yeah, she's having Pon Far for occasions, which apparently happens once a year. And they need to be intimate once a year. Otherwise, their hormones make them crazy, like cats get. Uh, and so Mariner and Tendi start joking around. It's super funny. But then they're like, oh, God, I can't believe we're touching it. They name it Jeremy. They try to put it back in the crate. They drop it, and they snap the head off, and Tendi screams. They're trying to put it back together. Tendi's freaking out because they're going to get fired. Mariner says, listen, she's fixed up like this before, and she mentions that back on DS9, she ran over one of Worf's mechleths, and she was able to get it fixed before he even noticed. And Tendi's like, you served on DS9? And Mariner's like, yeah, before I was on the keto, I was on DS9. Don't you know that? I talk about it all the time. And Tendi didn't know that. Also, side note, we didn't know that. No, we didn't. Yeah, that's right. Mariner is an intergalactic woman of mystery. Mariner says she knows a fixer on Bonestell and that they can repair anything and they can just go there, get it fixed, and then head back to the Cerritos. But Mariner does seem a little bit nervous about it, nonetheless. Meanwhile, Rutherford runs into Shaxx in engineering and uh, he tries to approach him and ask about the how he's back alive before he can do that. He like starts and Jax is like, oh, Tom, what, what's your question, Ensign? And he's interrupted by a lieutenant junior grade by the name of Cody, who asks exactly that question, kind of blurts it out and causes a huge fuss. Everyone inhales record scratch kind of thing. It was a record scratch? Precisely. Shaxx has given an answer and he's reprimanded and uh, he gets no answer. And then uh, Rutherford slinks away. Meanwhile, on Bonestell, They've got the thing to Mariner's fixer, and he's like, I can do it. All it requires is 50 strips of latinum. And they're like, how are we going to get 50 strips of latinum? And this is the thing that you sent me earlier that I knew the answer <laughs> to, but was too tired to respond. Uh, because I watched too much Star Trek. I was like, it's called like Dom Jot, Dom Jet, but I Googled it. It's Dom Jot. And so they try to gamble a Dom Jot with some Nausicans in order to uh, sort of make up this money. And it's kind of going well. Mariner tries to, like, get Tendi to use her, like, Orion Wiles, and Tendi's not into it. But anyway, Tendi manages to take a shot. Mariner has to save her from getting stabbed in the back by a Noskin because Noskins. Tendi makes a shot. They win. The Noskin is upset and crushes the head of the Levito Post altogether. And Mariner and Tendi grab all the stuff and run. Boimler, meanwhile, is still stuck in the guts of the Cerritos. And he's trying to get his commemorative plate to Tom Paris. 
uh, he's like in the like uh, sort of in like the fuselage, I guess, or whatever. And he's crawling through and he's like, there's no reason anyone would fire up the ship. Of course, Tom Paris, ace pilot and bad boy, uh, shows up on the ship and he's like, hey, I want to fly the Cerritos. I heard these things can really purr. Uh, and he fires it up and nearly kills Boimler and heats the plate up and Boimler is, gets singed and burned and covered in oil. Uh, Tendi speaks to Tiana, like uh, Dr. Tiana, through the like screen thing. I forget what it's called. The screen thing? The what's it, what's it called? The viewfinder? No. All I can remember is I'm saying on screen. <laughs> the view screen? What is it called? Let's say view screen. They speak through the view screen on a subspace channel, right? Yeah. And uh, she basically, <laughs> yeah, it's a view screen, subspace channel. Uh, Tendi says it's fine. They'll be right on their way. Um, uh, they And then they start freaking out. And Mariner's like, listen, everyone makes mistakes. And Tendi's like, I can't make mistakes because I'm an Orion. And everyone thinks that we're thieves and liars. And she goes, oh, speaking of which, I have a cousin who lives in a thieves' den right nearby here. Maybe I can get him to fix it. And so they cover Mariner in green paint and they head to this thieves' den. Meanwhile, Boimler still crawling through the fuselage. Rutherford is working on things, but he's starting to spiral about Shax, and he's like, he's got to find out how Shax is still alive. So he runs off to find the truth. Tendi and Mariner arrive in the thieves' den. Mariner covered in green paint. Uh, they go to meet Tendi's cousin Daani. Mariner thinks he's hot. Tendi steps up and acts like super Orion esque and not like Tendi at all. She like punches her cousin in the gut, and she's like, fix his post while he's kissing her feet. And he calls her the mistress of the winter constellations. And Tendi's like, it's the name I, I left behind long ago. Uh, Mariner's body paint smears off and it's discovered by Daani. But then Tendi kicks him and uh, tells him to get back to work. And Tendi is called Devana. Uh, Mariner doesn't know that that's actually Tendi's first name. I don't think I remembered either. But I'm guessing in the first episode, we she said I'm, I'm Ensign Devana Tendi, right? We were introduced to Devana Tendi. Yeah, but... I don't think we've heard it very often. I honestly... So when she said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. I barely remember Beckett Mariner, but I remembered it, yeah. I did remember it, but I I couldn't have picked it out of a, like, multi-question right. answer. Like a multi-question thing. Multi-answer I question? I the only person's yes. name... A multi-answer question. The only person whose first name I really multi remember choice. is, is Brad. Multiple choice. Yeah. Multiple yeah. choice. Multiple choice. I don't know why. Boy We're, having tru- We're having trouble today. No, Brad it's a multi-answer yeah. question. <laughs> test <laughs> yeah we're gonna take Same. this multi-answer question test hope you don't mind from what's his chops from what's, what's his, his tush? chops tush. what's Fine. his chops is a good one too, I like that too. One. maybe that'll be my new thing what's his chops uh hey what's the chops over there so uh like we used to say in brooklyn all the time what's his chops um <laughs> <laughs> they have a small argument about it and they sort of discover that they don't really know a lot about each other and that they they think they're friends but it's because of their friend group that they think their friends are really just co-workers mariner is discovered to wear in quote false green and they are pursued by a mob of orions through the thieves den uh they cover the lifts and so they have to climb out up the elevator shaft cables and that's how they're gonna have to do that uh meanwhile boimler likewise is still climbing he uh climbs and basically gets locked in one little area of a jeffrey's tube and he's there with fumes and he starts to hallucinate and the Paris plate talks to him and gives him a pep talk. And so he opens up an EPS conduit and starts trying to plot his way out. 
He's getting like more and more harried and strange looking as he's getting covered in more and more filth and oil and fumes and his shirt's getting ripped and everything. Uh, Tendi and Mariner try to climb out of the thieves' den. The the Orions cut the elevator cables. The libido post breaks, so each of them only has half of it. Mariner starts to fall, but Tendi catches her, but she can't pull up Mariner and the post. Mariner says, take the post and go before it's too late. But Tendi won't leave her, so she drops the posts on the Orions, and they manage to get to the shuttle and fly off. Rutherford finally uh, corners Shax in a turbo lift. Shax calls him Baby Bear. He he knows it's wrong to ask, but Rutherford has to know. Uh, he feels, like, guilty about Shax's death, because if you may recall from the season finale of season one, Shax sacrificed himself to save Rutherford's life uh, once Badgie made that... Uh, that uh, ship explode <laughs> what a weird sentence i just said mm. and then um he's like it will help him feel better if he knows how Shax comes back Shax is like it's not your fault and he's just trying to spare him the quote dark truths about scientific depravities but rutherford is on phase and he still wants to know and so Shax begins selling him and rutherford immediately appears haunted as he begins hearing about the black mountain where you fight three versions of your father and the last one makes you eat your own heart so on and so forth Boimler's still trapped in the Jeffrey's tube. He tries to do a personal log. Uh, it won't be registered by the computer. He smashes his commemorative plate into the EPS conduit, causes everything to short out. He falls on the bridge and is promptly attacked and beaten within an inch of his life by uh, Paris, who's still a lieutenant, by the way. But I guess that works with the timeline because it's right after. I'm right. If they're saying it's right after insurrection, then Voyager would have recently gotten back. Yeah, Paris still a lieutenant. I just thought maybe he'd be a lieutenant commander, but. Uh, Tendi and Mariner reconcile on the ship home. Mariner admits that she wasn't opening up because she tends to make friends that then get promoted and leave, like Boimler just did. And Tendi's so worried about making other people happy that she doesn't tell them very much about herself. And then Mariner's like, we used to be co-workers, but now we're friends. And Tendi's like, I guess I'll just admit that um, I broke the post. And Mariner's like, Hell no, it's a terrible plan. And so she rams the shuttle into the Cerritos' shield, uh, destroying, like, really beating the hell out of the shuttle and kind of as an excuse for destroying the libido post. Um, Mariner tells Ransom that a bee got into the shuttle, and that's why she drove erratically directly into the ship. She takes the heat for breaking the post. Dr. Tiana doesn't care. She dumps out the remaining, like, sort of kindling from the post and says she just needed the box. And like every true cat, she goes and finds a quiet place and gets in the box and has a great time. And this ends once again. This is maybe the second time out of three episodes that the show ends with Mariner in the brig <laughs> and everyone hanging out with her on the other side of the force field. Uh, Boimler's going to get drinks with Paris, but he probably has a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they ask about Shaxx, Rutherford denies knowing anything, but he definitely seems very messed up about what he heard. And Tendi is playing some Klingon acid punk for Mariner. Uh, I think they end on one that is about a Klingon that eats his own ham. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. And Mariner is doing graffiti on the wall. Yeah. Of course, because she basically lives in the brig. Mariner stressed me out so much in this episode. She is basically like the friend that I would avoid at school because I would always get in trouble with her. And like that episode just caused me no end of, yeah. oh, fuck. Oh, shit. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah. I just, it was it was too much for my little brain. I know. But that is Mariner. It's fun to watch her get into trouble. Yeah. 
she is a chaotic good person yeah but there was that part of me that was so much like i identify so much with tendy oh i get it yeah although tendy is the one that suggested they go to run orion thieves den with <laughs> with mariner painted green <laughs> and uh attempt to get her cousin to fix the post so they can go anyway it was a whole ridiculous thing and she said it, just talk like a pirate just talk like a pirate oh my god she talked like a pirate that was good uh there's a whole thing about orion uh pheromones and allergies and stuff which is very mm -hmm. silly yeah. uh but that there endeth uh episode three of season two of lower decks we'll always have tom paris yeah uh oh so before we get into uh our big segment any quotable moments quotable moments voila do you know i didn't find any that were that good for me yeah i sort of agreed this was not a super quotable episode it was a fun romp yeah uh the one quote that i wrote uh, that i enjoyed was boimler stuck in the jeffrey's tube and he says personal log I'm trapped because of of computer a computer glitch, or perhaps it is I who is the glitch. Uh, you know, I love anything where somebody gets uh, philosophical about computers. <laughs> oh, computer, show yeah, me the pain that I could not see. Um, <laughs> this is going to go into my sad computer song uh, that I'm definitely going to write from a collection of Star Trek concepts. Any other, anything stand out? In quote for quotable moments, no, not really. I think I just I did enjoy it just when they went through the scenarios for the return of Shax. Oh my god, I wrote those down because I was like, I'm gonna go back and write all those out. There were so, so many, but there, I mean, I put them under Easter eggs, but we can just we can do oh, it. It's, then, it's difficult. Let's go to our Easter eggs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Aki Maris, and you're at the Easter Egg Corner. We go now once again to Stevie Man. Stevie, how are you doing? Well, hello there, Aki. It's great to great to be with you. Great to, as always. Um, I'm here on the uh, the Easter Egg deck of the yes. Star Trek Lower Decks uh, episode three, and uh, we have quite a few Easter eggs for you. So I thought hey, I could hey. run run through a couple just now. So it was full. There yeah. were many many Easter eggs. So you noticed earlier that we went to Quaylor two. Yes. Do you remember which Quailor episodes? One. Oh, it was, I thought it was Quaylor 2. No, it was Quaylor 2. I thought you were going to ask me, do you remember? Do you remember Quaylor 1? Quaylor 1. <laughs> um, do I, I'm sorry, what's your question? My question was, do you remember which, and we watched them together, which TNG episodes we first saw Quaylor 2? <sighs> yes. Oh, wait. Thinking of a TNG episode, or I'm thinking of Enterprise. It's a two-parter. Two-parter TNG, because when they said Quailer, I was like, I know that name, and of course they went there to play Dom Jot, so it had to be some sort of like casino planet. TNG episode? I can't remember which TNG episode. Unification. Unification. They go to Unification. Quailer. Yes, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. Oh my God. There you go. Yeah. Throw back. So that was, I think, I mean, this this whole episode obviously was like littered in Easter eggs. As I think they, I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been Easter eggs since yeah. Lower Decks. This is the purpose of the thing, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's so littered with them now. It's it's like tough to pick pick out my favorites. But definitely, I think Quaylor 2, I think is like the sort of deep cut, if you remember mm -hmm. um, the planet names and things like that. And then for, but I think my favorite was really when they were, you know, going through like the Shax's 
um, rebirth or return from mm. the dead situation. How he could have come back, Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like someone said, oh, it's the transporter buffer thing. So if you remember uh, when Scotty came back in TNG in mm. that episode Relics. Yes. That was a good one. And then um, obviously the Borg rebuilt him. I think that was another one. And then someone suggested that he could be the future son of an alternate timeline, which we refer to DS9. Of course. I thought you'd like that one, where Jake saves his father. Um, and then someone said maybe maybe Genesis device referencing the Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock. Mm-hmm. And then which someone we said about this morning. Which you talked about this morning. And then the other one was <laughs> Nexus Time Ribbon, which you would remember from Generations. Uh, Generations. <sighs> Generations. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much my favorite Easter egg. Yes, I thought that was great. They were just like, here are all the ways that bridge officers mm. <laughs> in TNG were like, someone's dead. And you're like, or are they? Mm. The way they're the, the yeah. millions of times someone's come back from the dead. And I think who was the, let's see. So if we were to think about like the TOS cast that were brought back. So Scotty came back essentially from a transporter mm. malfunction. Kirk yep. was also stuck in the Nexus time ribbon. In the Nexus. Um, uh, Bones appeared as an old man so he didn't come back from the dead no he appeared as an old man in the pilot of tng yeah uh spock, spock obviously we came never they never killed did he they did in oh the he movies. came back but they didn't oh in the movies yes yes, yes. wrath of Khan. Yeah. he was killed yeah mm-hmm. and then came back because of a genesis device that's right yeah so three out of four have we got any more that came back from i was thinking I of like the ones that came back into tng from tos but yes oh oh, oh, oh i see you know no, I can't but, so, but it's fine else. there's no check of except in the the uh the movie check mm. is there in um is it generations no uh yes I think it was generations was where do they have i think it was generations that had check and the daughter of sulu yes um, right in the in the yeah. pre-flashback part or whatever. And George Takai allegedly refused the role because at that point he wouldn't have been a pilot. He would mm-hmm. have been a captain of his own would ship. Would have been a captain. So he, yeah. He, yeah. Anyway, did you have any more Easter eggs? I did not have any more Easter eggs. I mean, this uh, business of of Mariner having worked on DS Nine is very curious to me because it means that now they they get to do all this crossover stuff with. Mariner, mm-hmm. uh, Worf, like, maybe Worf, of course, which she's Worf mentioned references. she's done stuff with Worf before, yeah, mm. and uh, possibly Quark, which I think mm-hmm. would be cool. I think Mariner and Quark would definitely have a great relationship. Well, we saw Quark, Quark's bar when we landed on Quedo 2. So yes, did you notice there was a big sign for Quark's bar? I did, yes, but no Quark, no Quark, yeah, Quark. Well, anyway. <clears throat> <coughs> anyway, very great. Yes, so. Yes. Well, Aki, uh, that's, that's all the Easter eggs we have time for today. It's back to you in the studio. Thank you very much, Ed. Thank you very much, Stevie. Uh, that's about all we have time for on the program tonight. We should get uh, on to a little something called Next Time. Next Time on Set Phasers. Yes, oh, it's a bop. Next time on Set Phasers, we'll be talking about episode four of season two. I don't know what it's called or what it's about. We'll have to find out. <laughs> when we know, <laughs> who knows? 
But thank you for tuning into this uh, wild and crazy program that we're going to keep doing for you uh, from various secretive locations about the globe. If you like the program that you heard, please check us out. We put out new episodes out every Monday. Tell your nerdy friends about us. And, uh, you know, just in general. Live long and prosper. Listen. <laughs> now, I listen. I'm sure where. In general. Mm. Live long and prosper. Yeah, do that. Live long and check out this podcast. Yeah. Smash smash the like button. Is that a thing? Yes, likes, follow, subscribe, all of the things, depending on platforms that you Mm -hmm. listen on. Um, We are, of course, on socials. We are at Set Phasers and at Set Phasers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, respectively. Respected, yes, respectively. I was going to say respectively, but that's not correct. Respectively. We're not quite respectively yet. No, we're not. (laughs) Um, and hashtag meme game strong. I sent out a killer of a of a meme this week. I was very proud of. Yeah, this one I was surprised. It felt like uh, you really worked. I was like, how did you even have time to put this together? <laughs> I got up very early one morning because I yeah. yeah couldn't sleep. But yes, uh, please join us there for uh, socials and all sorts of things. You can find out how to become a patron and be part of our next Netflix watch party, uh, which we said I believe was September the fifth. Sunday yes, at 4 p.m. Eastern. Of, of September. Yes. What, we, we haven't what picked we an watching? episode yet. I we don't did. know. We, we did, Aki. We picked an episode. We picked an, oh, we did pick an episode based on last week's episode. So, yes. wait. Did we pick uh, Shaka. Gangle Dank with his Gangle Danks? Yeah, exactly. What's his chops? Yeah. We picked What's we his Chops. <laughs> we picked uh, Shaka when the walls fell. Uh, Darmok, Shaka. I believe it's called. Darmok is what it's called. Yes. Darmok from... and Jalad at Tanagra. At Tanagra. TNG Season 5, Episode 2. Mm. And you can watch it along with us and some other Trek nerds slash fans. Um, if you become a patron, and you can become a patron of ours for as little as five bucks a month. That's right. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash phasers and sign up and you can watch shows with us strange side note i I just i'm always surprised even though i've watched tng maybe five times in total all the way through that i can never i'm always like wow season five they had darmok that show that episode is so critical Mm. it feels like one of the early episodes but it's not it's like yeah it's that's like the latter half of the canon anyway Mm What a great show. Uh, yes, you, you could patronize us. We could take it by going to uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash setphasers. This is what happens when we go uns- unscripted. Um, but until then, I am Stevie Mans. And I am going through Pond Far. And this has been Set Phasers, <laughs> a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. Mm-hmm.